Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate, weekends at youtube.com slash dialthegate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 220 of Dial the Gate, the Stargate Oral History Project. My name is David Reed. Really appreciate you being here, and I'm I'm really lucky to uh, to have uh, uh, this episode available. Mario Azapardi, director of Children of the Gods, Stargate SG One, and a number of uh, Stargate episodes, uh, is joining us for this episode. This is an interview I've been wanting to have for uh, a really long time that you don't um, often get to to talk with someone who sets up a series uh, in collaboration with a bunch of other people but his eye is the first uh, that had a chance to work with these heroes um, Jack and Sam and Daniel and Teal'c and so so much of what he brought in uh, he uh, he set up for the next 10 seasons of the show all right, I'm going to stop blathering. Uh, before I bring him in here, we're going to. Uh, I'm going to invite you to. Uh, uh, if you enjoy Stargate and you want to see more content like this on YouTube, it would mean a great deal uh, if you click that like button. It makes a difference with YouTube and will continue to help the show grow its audience. Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to be notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. And giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops. And you'll get my notifications of any last-minute guest changes. And clips from this live stream will be released over the course of the next few weeks on both the Dial the Gate and GateWorld.net YouTube channels. This is a live stream, so uh, Mario has invited fans to submit questions to him in the YouTube chat, and so we will uh, have uh, our moderators in there. I think it's Tracy and Anthony today, uh, so go ahead and submit questions to Mario, and then I will circle back with him in the second half of the show and um, and submit uh, those questions over to him. Mario as a party. Director of Stargate SG One and Atlantis, but key to Children of the Gods, sir. This is such a pleasure to have you join me for this episode. Thank you for being here. Same here. Thank you for asking. This, uh, what is it like when you look back at a franchise that started off with a feature film, but has gone on to produce seventeen seasons of television? From that initial episode that you directed, did you see? Did you say at the time, "Oh yeah, they'll be going for decades"? Or were you like, "This is just another job. This is another assignment." You know, I I, I hope that they do fantastic, but we're going to get them started off on the right track. Can you believe that it ran as long as it did? Not really. Um, well, I don't think I I approached anything uh, as just another job. Um, the uh, I, I'm I'm very privileged and very lucky to have the job that I have. Uh, it's uh, it's something that uh, I enjoy, and I'm uh, I'm very lucky to say that uh, I love my job. I I I, I wouldn't do anything else. Uh, I had uh, done 
had worked with the team for quite some time. We did uh, Outer Limits together, and uh, I did about uh, had about twenty of those episodes. And uh, as you know, uh, those th- that series every every episode was its own film. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it it wasn't so. We we dealt with each and every episode as a new a new project, and of course, uh, having spent uh, five years together with the with uh, with Jonathan uh, and and the rest of the guys, uh, I mean, there are so many people who contributed to this and who uh, who had um, who who had so much uh, uh, to say in it. As you know, in television. It's not like film, right? A, a director is not as free as in a in a movie, where where a movie is only the director's vision. In television, it's it's the showrunner comes first, and of course, then once he chooses his director, then the discussions that go on and on and on for for months before we shoot determine the outcome. Um, I. Uh, it's of course I had seen the movies, the movie a couple of times, uh, and of course we didn't have the budget that the movie had, but uh, definitely the passion and the uh, the sense of trying to create something different for television was always there. Starting with the with the very first shot of the series. Now. Um, um, in, in, in the original episode, you know the, the that first shot uh, uh, from behind the the gate and moving towards that table where the, the guys were playing cards, and we we stop on top of them. Then the camera turns and comes down and and rests on one side of the table with the um, with the gate behind them. That took a whole day to create. You don't find things like that at the time in television. I mean, we had to have the, the, the camera was on a crane, and in order for us to, to move, we had to move a little bit of the set that got out of out of frame once the camera started to move. So we had to we had to really coordinate that move. I'm I'm very upset actually that in the, when they when they reissued the um, the, uh, the 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 show they cut this they cut this this shot and uh, you don't have that first move uh, so the original the originals had had it in the once they uh, re, reissued that uh, the shot was but there was a lot of this remember at the time. CGI was not as advanced as it is today, so you had to you had to um, you had to improvise a lot, and and you had to depend on a lot of guys to help you uh, get uh, uh, to that vision, uh, not as easily as we do it today. Wow. But uh, but it 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 involved. I, I think my prep was about three months on that. I mean, they had been. They had been prepping much before I I came on, but uh, it was three months, and of course it wasn't enough. It was definitely not enough. Uh, um, we, uh, but television is what it is, you know. Um, 
the the um, the casting went uh, went smoothly, and uh, once we started, man, we we were. Uh, it was fun. It was just fun. I don't think I enjoyed myself. No, I wish I shouldn't say that, but it was definitely one of the one of the projects that I enjoyed most. On it, and again, w- when we shot it, we shot it as one two-hour film, and then it was divided into two episodes. But yeah. but originally, uh, when we had the, with the when we had the uh, the premiere in Los Angeles, we, it was shown as a as a full feature film, and it looked great on the big screen. I must say, it really looked great. Um, it wasn't 4K at the time, so again, you know, uh, can you imagine if, if had we shot that show on on 4K, it would have been so much, so much more beautiful. But anyway, it was what it is, and then uh, it, it went on. You know, it just went on. We we started in in rough waters, I think. I think we didn't get the, the support, the immediate support that we thought we were gonna get. Uh, it, it took its time, but then eventually, once it caught on, my goodness! How many how many seasons were there? Seventeen of the whole franchise, but ten of SG One. Yeah, yeah no, no, that is the longest sci-fi franchise ever, right? I mean, is it's that up the there. Older? It's up there with yeah. Star Trek for sure. Is Star Trek um, uh, television? Do they have? that many seasons in a single show no um smallville beat it for the uh the guinness world record in terms of number of episodes and then i think um oh what's the the show with the winchesters um supernatural went on further but for for a little while there it it, sg1 held the world record and they can't take that away from them yes 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 it's wild yeah yeah, I, I after a while I, I decided to move on only because of the fact that uh, I never stay with one show too too long. That I much prefer to to keep on doing different stuff. You know, uh, the longest um, I, I I stayed I think was was without our limits because of mm-hmm. the fact though that each and every show was very different from each other. Yeah. And then and uh, but uh, the show. I mean, uh, uh, the show became a sensation, you know, worldwide. It's it's unbelievable. Wherever I went, it's uh, it's not the it's not the film I'm premiering in in France that got uh, that got most attention, but my work on Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes very frustrating sometimes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I am always amazed at the number of. Uh, European fans who find this channel and who reach out to me and want to do stuff, and especially in France in particular, they are crazy yes. about about this U.S. paramilitary show. You know, there's yes. just something that really r- r- rings true to them about the spirit of the show and the um, uh, the realism of the characters and the humor. And I think that it's it's it transcends time. There's many episodes now that are more relevant than they were when they aired. Yes, yes, it's true. It's true. Uh, it has uh, it has a resonance, you know. That uh, and I don't want to go too deep into it, but but it, but there is a resonance. You know, it's like when you play a video game, and it's that kind of video game where 
you've got shaded area yeah and you have to uh un- you have to uncover the more you move into the into the map you open up that had this that had that sense of discovery with uh, so uh, you're going to see something new you're going to see something totally different from what we've seen before. That's a promise that the that the that the show had, and uh, that's what I one of the things that made it so successful. But then, but then there are other things. There are other things that uh, um, are um, are so basic that uh, um, uh, I read I read in in, in an article uh, in France actually. That you know the the uh, the the uh, the gate is is a symbol of uh, of of the human womb. You know, you, every time you go through it, you come out into a new life, in a new existence. So that in itself is a uh, is a metaphor um, that resonates, even though you don't know it's that it, it, it's that, but it it reminds you of something. You know, uh, just like um, uh, you know, I hope that, you know your friends are not going to think that I'm a weirdo. But you know, I mean, in in, in sport, uh, the, the 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 kind of the sport depends on getting that ball into the net. Most of the of sport is getting the ball into the net. And what is that? That is a kind of re reincarnation of the of the first. Uh, um, thing of existence where the sperm has to hit the the egg in order to survive it. It's only one egg that will go, and uh, that's what uh, again. There are a lot of levels that that pull you in uh, without you knowing that you're being pulled in because it it resonates to your very existence. It resonates to your very being, and uh, and when a show manages to do that i mean and uh, you, you go with to, throughout every major film and you'll realize that uh, that the film that becomes so 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 popular is because of the fact that it 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 talks about the the basic existence of humankind and and you're attracted to it without Without realizing that it's that you know already what, what it is about, you don't know yet. You know, you know. And once that hits, it's it's unbelievable how uh, that's the secret. That's the secret that uh, I think all writers try to find. It's uh, it's not the plot. It is the uh, it is the attraction. It is the latent attraction. It is the hidden attraction of the subject matter. That smacks you across the face and says, "Wow, my God, they're talking about me," you know. That's but anyway, that, that, that's still, that's your no. philosophy lesson for today. No, absolutely. <laughs> there, the, the same with the outer limits. Uh, Stargate uh, attracts us on a species level, like almost on like a tadpole level, like where we really yeah. came from. In terms of, I th- I think the thing that I love about science fiction, and I started this with. With original Star Trek and with Next Generation, that's all I was allowed to watch uh, until I was like eight years old. Was 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 Star Trek and Mister Rogers and PBS and all the on all those yeah. shows. And I go back and I watch them now as an adult, and I can see that I was entertained 
as a child, but I can also see that I was being um, imbued with these specific axioms of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable and what is morally right and morally wrong. And exactly. Stargate does that week after week. You know, yes. you watch the you watch the the pilot episode and you can see Teal'c struggling. You can see his hatred for the situation that he has been placed in and you can see his his desire to find a way out. And then in that critical moment where O'Neill sees it too, warrior to warrior, I can yes. save these people. Please help me. And Teal yes. turns. And it's like, I totally get that as a human being. I've watched his journey in little in little moments throughout this this first hour and a half or hour and 15 minutes or whatever it is. And I, I can relate to being in a situation where I can't get out. Yes. You know, the, the, yes. there's something beautiful about that first episode. And I think Teal'c really is the star of that of that whole first episode. There's, it's it's a it's a masterful show, you know that wow. you guys did yourselves proud with that pilot. And I don't think if the pilot was as strong as it was, I don't think that the show would have lasted as long as it did. And that's a huge oh, tribute to you and Brad and and Jonathan. I mean, you guys made that thing take off. Yes, the the the, the sequence in, in in prison was a particularly uh, favorite of mine because. It is. It is the. Um, you know, it's it's the it's the human condition. It's the human condition. It's uh, uh, um, uh, where where uh, humans have have battled against slavery of one sort of another or another uh, uh, throughout history. And and the and the fight continues. It continues. I mean, you know, uh, it's uh, uh, slavery is not necessarily what what we uh, uh, there is. A, there are many different kinds of slavery, and uh, and uh, it's it's what we continue continually to try and uh, free ourselves from. Uh, the, the humankind is a constant battle for freedom, for whatever freedom means. It's there. But then there is also one other thing. And I think this is something that I have been thinking about a lot of time, especially about science fiction. Uh, and um, uh, again, this may this has 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 been interpreted as being uh, blasphemous by by some, and and rejected by many others. But for me, science fiction is a sort of negation of everything that we've been told about religion of any sort because you know if, if we if, if 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 we take what we what we know today in, in all the all the bibles all different bibles of the world of we being the center of the universe and now we are talking about aliens so what happens to our beliefs in the Christian faith, you know, are we the people that uh, the Christ came to save, or did He save also these other people? Mm. And uh, are these people the chosen of God, or they are not? Mm. Uh, the, so there are so many complex 
theological questions as soon as you start dealing with science fiction that it becomes mind-boggling. It blows your mind away. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, this is why you find people who don't want to have anything to do with science fiction. Perhaps they don't know why, because I mean, perhaps it's because that once they are made to think that way, you know, uh, there are no there are no answers. There are just no answers. Not only there are no answers, it opens up such a huge uh, universe of questions that even thinking about it scares the shit out of you. But aren't you the know? questions more important at the end of the day? Yes, the you see the, the questions. Is, yeah, yeah. You see, the thing is this though that our culture, especially in the West, mm. uh, depends on answers. The uh, uh, okay, yes, ask questions, but I will. But there has to be an answer. Mm. If there is no answer, then there's a problem. Then there's a problem. That's where the myths start to start to appear. That's where uh, new religions foster. That's where new theories come in. And all the theories are basically wishful thinking. Wishful uh, thinking and, 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 and the, the hope for an answer. Mm. You know, uh, uh, I, I don't think there is... Um, that, that, that we, we have accepted the, the, the reality that, you know what, perhaps there is no answer. Perhaps there is none. And, and, and our, our, our journey into the gate to find answers is, again, one of those elements that hits squarely between our eyes. We know there are none. I mean, we know there are none for everything that we've known before because what we're seeing beyond the gate is more terrifying yeah. than what than the stories that we've been told when we were young so oh, it, it, it's 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 really very hard to uh, to live with the with the notion that perhaps our theological past can't resonate with science fiction which now, today, when we realize the vastness of space mm. and the probability, the huge probability that there, there can be life, there must be life somewhere out there. Actually, one of, one of the scripts that, I, uh, that I, uh, I wrote, never done because I could never find the final money that I needed to do it basically is this. And that is that, uh, you know, we talk about conspiracy theories, about the government not telling us um, uh, about uh, finding aliens, about... Mm -hmm. um, uh, if one were to stop and think about it, if they were to have the proof, can you imagine the chaos the chaos that would be caused worldwide if any proof of extraterrestrial beings is proved. It would throw all our cultures off. And Stargate did it without this controversy. 
Stargate did that with um, with nuance, with panache, with grace, and with joy, with 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 joy of telling a story. But beyond, behind it all is all this thinking. I, I don't know whether I'm I'm being boring here. You're or, not being boring. I think that you're tapping into something that is that is universal about about science fiction, and I think that I I. At the end of the day, if we are just Stardust and we return to Stardust at the end, apathy is not going to get us anywhere. It's the struggle to figure out what we're made of and to be better people to ourselves and to each other that is the most important. And going out through that gate and trying to help other civilizations, sometimes failing, sometimes failing miserably, but trying to um, expand our knowledge of the cosmos and help others and, and 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 come home at come home as a different person as a result once you come back and you complete the and, hero's journey and also open up pandora's box yeah and and open up yourself to possible annihilation yeah you know again very much so science fiction is the apple on adam and eve's tree yeah you bite it at your own peril. So we go through that gate at our own peril. And and uh, uh, does that mean we should not ask questions? No. I'm going back to what I said before. Always ask questions. Yeah. Don't pretend you're always going to have the answer. Exactly that right. is That is what I like most about about uh, about science fiction that's uh, that's what what I've done I've done a lot I've done Robocop I've done um, my goodness uh, so I can't even remember uh, but uh, both in Toronto and Vancouver you know we, we did a lot of shows uh, many American shows were done in Toronto and Canada because of the fact of the of the tax rebates and so yes. so forth and basically so, uh, so I did a lot. I did uh, um, the pilot for. Um, oh, my goodness, I can't. I can't. You've uh, done can't so do- much work, Mario. I don't know how you all keep it in your head. <laughs> I mean, Time Cop, you know, Poltergeist, The Legacy. You know, you got Highlander yeah. in there. So there's just there's so much. But I'm trying to. I'm trying to find. I'm, I'm trying to find the the. The, the 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 show that uh, again the, the 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 pilot was sensational. We only did one one season. I'm afraid it was a big movie um, um. about about uh, robots. You know who who are who become uh, very sentient. And uh, what was it called? I'm trying. My I'm going to find. I'm going to go to IMDb here. Uh, robots that become sentient. Ah. <laughs> I'm getting old, my goodness. That's not Captain Power, is it? No, 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 no. no. It's okay. uh you did that first one there. It'll come to us. Um Yes. Can you tell me about directing Richard Dean Anderson? A joy. Absolute joy. 
absolute joy. He uh, the uh, he he uh, he was a team player, and uh, I never had one single problem with him. He uh, he he was there. He he he. he He collaborated, he uh, enjoyed his work, uh, at least at the time that we were, that we started doing this. Um, and uh, I never had any problem at all whatsoever. It was, it was wonderful. I remember him one day, we, uh, uh, cell phones had started to be very prolific, very common at the time. So the, um, I had to have my, my, my cell phone on because there was, an emergency at home, so I had to have it. And I asked the the the, the director, the, the producer, to please let me carry. It. And my phone goes off, and I remember <laughs> him looking at me, giving me the look that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And I went red, and I apologized. And then we went on. So. Uh, but everyone, you know, everyone, uh, Samantha, uh, everyone, uh, we, we, uh, everybody was so enthusiastic. Everybody wanted to work. Everybody wanted to give their everything. How it, how it always starts. It always starts like that. And then the sixth, seventh season comes through, and everybody uh, this has uh, one thing that happens. Everybody becomes the director. <laughs> I mean, I, I I wasn't there at the time. By the time I had already left, uh, but everybody then decides that they can uh, direct and then and, and write and uh, and uh, of course we we move on and they take over and they move on. Uh, if the basis if the basis is is there already, definitely it helps a lot with uh, with uh, with directing because the, the the answers have already the questions have already been answered yeah of course it's, it's a different thing starting from 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 scratch you know um, uh, deciding um, um, the 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 bible of the show mm. uh, it's always it's there but but in in the first the first few episodes and especially in the in the pilot you're testing the bible and sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you have to make a decision of chucking a part of that Bible and creating it there on the spot. And that's where Jonathan and uh, Brad came in. Uh, they were they were brilliant. They were brilliant. I mean, they knew this show inside out. And uh, my goodness, it's uh, there was never there was never. There were never there are always problems, right? Sure. And God, there are always problems. Problems is what what pushes you forward. Uh, uh, but um, but uh, uh, with this one, the 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 once the technical was uh, was decided upon, then it was uh, it was clear sailing. Um, uh, and of course, the fact that the that the film was there. Helped us a lot too, especially with the with the transport uh, um, donuts, you know. So the, 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 that that was that was thank goodness it was there because uh, thinking that up must have been quite something. 
Absolutely. The, I think the show you you were trying to think of was twenty uh, uh, Total Recall twenty seven. Total Recall. That's right. Thank Total you for recall. the chat. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank for the you. Team. That's it. Total Recall. That's right. That was another one. That was a yeah. big one. A big one. Uh, even even there, the first shot of that of that show, the very first shot, which started with going up into the city and 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 designing the shot. So as the camera moves in CGI and moves up again. Remember, we're talking here what we're talking about thirty years ago, right? So twenty five, twenty years ago, something like that. So it would have been a big shot. The technology was, but we had to start on CGI, and and the camera moves up the CGI into the set, go along the street of the set, move up, uh, go around, go into an office, and and turn around so that the actors are now uh, with their back to the window that we've just come through. Again, one whole day to get that one shot. So. Wow. I love that. I love that. I I I simply love that. Uh, and again, to think about for, for 35, 38 years ago when right. the aesthetic was not there, but we, we uh, I remember shooting a show called Night Heat, in which uh, in which uh, one shot moved between five five sets and then back again to exactly where we started from. Again, and and the study cam at the time consisted of a camera on a stick with a weight below underneath. So that's how we how we moved it. But uh, anyway, that's uh, wild. Um, you sat in on the uh, the casting for SG One. Can you yes, tell us? Yes. Can you tell us about that process? Oh my goodness! I'm trying. Uh, um, there's been so many. I know uh, you've done a lot there. I'm Amanda Tapping, to... um, Michael Shanks, Christopher Judge. These these people who are are so well known uh, now. Amanda's a huge director. You know, Christopher has yes, gone on. Yes, to, yes, to she's come a long way. Own, yeah, my goodness, and she deserves it. A wonderful yeah. lady, very talented, very talented, very driven. Very um, uh, 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 knows exactly where where she's gonna go, what she wants, and uh, yeah, she's uh, she became a very important cog in the whole wheel of the of, of the show. Eventually, later on, um, I don't. Uh, uh, I mean, by the time I came on, I think the leads had already been decided okay. by the studio. Uh, and then it was all the other small parts that I I took care of, but um, um, the 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 uh, the uh, um, the contracts which always take a very long time to uh, to go through MGM had already uh, had already established, so this was months months before mm. we started. So uh, we we then. Once, uh, once I came on, the, the the four leads were there. Got it. Understood. The uh, first day of shooting, you the guys had some day. bad weather. Yeah. My goodness. How, where do you get all this info from? A lot of interviews. I understand. Part of the set <laughs> fell over. You had to yes, crack yes. down some of the uh, the footage. Tell us about that first yes. day. 
Yes, yes, yeah. We were rained out in Vancouver. We were, I, th- I don't know what we started with, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I remember on the first day. W- once we finished the first day, we were about one week behind schedule, something like that. <laughs> wow, was, we were. It was. Uh, it was uh, my yes. That's right. You're bringing back memories here that I have totally forgotten. But anyway, anyway, it's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine um, the weight of something like that because you must think like the gods are just frowning down upon you. It's like seriously though, this is the first day of this huge production. It's already been at this stage, I think, given two years. Uh, if not four at this point to go and you're you get back and uh, and you find out there's a there's a friggin tear down the middle of your your footage i mean yes. like how yes, do you yes. what do you do i guess you deal with it and again we were we are all professionals you know these these things happen um you go into your Winnebago, you close the door, you close the windows, you swear a lot, and then you put on a nice face, a nice smile, and you come down and you ask for a coffee, they bring it to you, and you say, okay, what's next? Actually, the, the standing joke is that uh, when I when I got on, stay, on, on set every day, I always welcomed my AD with, okay, so what's the problem for the day? Because like that... <laughs> Like that, whatever comes in, it's not a surprise. I go in there knowing that there's going to be a problem. You're trying to head it off at the pass. Now, being being a Mediterranean, Mediterranean bread and born, you know, uh, sometimes it's not always easy to keep uh, the stiff upper lip and keep calm sometimes you sometimes you have to let the gods know that uh, what you think of them yeah and, uh, i'm not messing around today <laughs> and you do and you do absolutely you do and but then uh, at the end of the day you meet uh, you say okay it's a wrap for the day people we'll see you at the hotel let's have let's go have a drink and that's what we do that's what you do. You have a drink and uh, you go into your room and you prepare for the next day. And um, that's what happens. I mean, of course, you've done a lot of prep before, but mm. uh, but every day uh, getting on set, it's always there's always that uh, that that not. I, I want to. I'm trying to find a better word for fear, but I remember my my father. You, uh, who was a was a scriptwriter uh, always used to tell me, you know, the day you stop being afraid is the day you have to stop doing this this, this business. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear is a is a is a huge motivator. Uh, knowing how to deal with it and knowing how to take control of it, you must never let fear take control of you, but accept it and deal with it and move forward. And this is something that I tell my kids, you know, uh, uh, my, my daughter, Lara, is, is, a, is, a, is a producer, writer in Los Angeles these days. Um, she's going to be the, the showrunner for Cruel Summer once, they, once the right. damn strike ends. Yeah. 
My son is uh, as assistant director on, on Chucky. Uh, and my, my, my third daughter is the sanest of them all. She has nothing to do with this business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's through finance. She and, figured it out. Yeah, she figured it out. Oh, that's uh, funny. And, uh, it's, um, it's, I mean, you know, regrets. I have a few, of course. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, I've lived my life uh, running around from one set to the other, from one side of the world, of the globe to the other. And um, my wife is the my wife, whom I've been married to now for what uh, forty six, forty seven years. Ah, congratulations! Uh, thank you. Uh, she's the one who who raised my kids. You know, yeah. I I was absent a lot of the time, but. Hey, listen. I'm I'm providing for my family, That's it. And, uh, and my it, it, it's uh, it's not the first time that from Vancouver, you know, I would, especially during during prep week, I w- I used to take the three o'clock flight from Vancouver on Friday night, and then uh, go spend two days in Toronto in order to take the the, the seven o'clock flight back on Sunday night to wow. back to Vancouver. And, uh, Doing that for 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 six eight months is is, is tough. Of course, I had lots of points, travel points. <laughs> I suspect you did. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to go but, this year, kids? Belize. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. oh, Teresa is the one. Is ah. uh, and I, I I miss the fact that I missed a lot of my kids yeah. uh, my kids' life. You know, uh, something that I'll never. Do back, they? Do they? appreciate and understand the sacrifice that you made i think today they do okay. i think lara has three kids of her own now uh, i think today they do um at the time it was difficult that why weren't you here for my graduation for god's sakes you know well uh, i just yeah I, I can't leave a set i mean, what what do you do what do you yeah, do you can't it's not a choice it's it's uh it, it's 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 that's the life that's the life there. I mean, if, if we were shooting in Toronto, that would have been different. Yeah. But when you're shooting in Vancouver, I, my family's in Toronto, or when I'm in Los Angeles, and or or or, or in or in Paris, or or in, in Mexico, or in mm-hmm. Tokyo, what are you going to do? How how is it possible? So it it was it was the the, the cause of much rancor at the time. Today, I think. They realize they realize what what daddy had to go through. When you look at a show the size of Stargate, with all its complicated wheels and gears, all the machinery that goes into it from from the the massive massive sets, the Stargate itself, which I mean, I can't believe that they that they managed to create this thing and and it worked every time in ten every seasons. Time. It never missed a glyph. Um, yes, what. When you look at it from a macro perspective, what are some of the things that you can't believe that you achieved? And what were some of the hardest elements to, to, to pull off? Imagine the visual effects were a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, visual effects, again, remember, I, I don't want to talk against myself here, but this is not the work of one person. Right. This is the work of hundreds of people uh, each in every uh, uh, every uh, department every department has its head 
every department has its subhead, and then the people who yeah. who, who who design and who create. Right. And but everything starts around the table. And I, as the director, I, I would like to achieve this um, uh, because that's what the script is asking for. But I, uh, I have my suggestions. Listen, story-wise, this is not going to, this is not going to work because this and this and that. And then also, you know, you get four pages of two pages of dialogue. And uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing here and I'm exaggerating for effect. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, you know, we can, we can, we can get the same effect of fear just by having the camera slowly move into the eyes of the of your character and uh, uh, being helped with music that's going to tell so much that you don't need certain dialogue we we can let the, let the camera let the camera tell the story um that was always a, a, a contention a good healthy contention um, uh, between the person who sweat his blood to to write those lines, yeah. and here comes this upstart director yeah. who who can barely who can who speaks English in a in a, in a funny <laughs> accent and says, "Why do we need these words? Remove all, cut these words." And it's it's not it's not it's not easy to digest that. But then you know you 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 see that. Uh, uh, certain things need not be said if they're being shown. Yeah. Show, don't tell. That's, that's the, exactly. that's show, what I've heard. From, yeah. If you can show it, yeah. it's a visual medium, you know, this yes. isn't an yeah. audio book that we're talking about here. Exactly. So exactly. I, and I would imagine, you know, because you mentioned that, 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 that instance between, yeah. between Tilk and, uh, and, uh, Apophis. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, where they, where they realize that. Oh yes. Uh, they can they can help each other here. I mean, we explain that without words, and then one line, one line. I can save these people, you know, and that's where the whole the whole fireworks then start, you know. Uh, so again, the music helped it a lot, you know. The music is. Uh, I always take the the example of uh, uh, that movie uh, Fire with um, the, the 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 runners film. I get to go on the names. I get. Oh, are you talking about Chariots of Fire? Chariots of Fire. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Mean, Great take, piece of take music. Away, take away that fantastic music. Yeah. And all you get is uh, is fifty men in their underwear running along the beach, you know. Uh, it, it's that, but that, but that music by Van Gerys, my God, gives it, you know, makes it. Uh, 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 it it's it's that slow motion right. is. I mean, you'll never forget it. You no. just forget it. The amalgamation of picture and sound. Yeah. Defies any words, you know. Joel Goldsmith and the, and the, was and the, a master. He was brilliant. No, this was Vangelis. No, but I'm talking about Joel Goldsmith in Stargate. 
You know, Joel oh, was, yeah, yeah. Oh, Joel was well. absolutely. Uh, uh, I mean, we've lost such a huge the, talent when he when no, he you're, passed. Yeah, you're talking about one of the greatest of them all. You know, yeah. uh, my goodness, of course. Uh, uh, it's, uh, but 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 even even the, those beats of his of, of the, the it 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 resonates with that with the with the with the with the wheel going round. You know, brilliance, brilliant. So this is why. It's uh, it's 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 for me. Um, uh, I, I cannot take full credit mm. on, in, for any one thing because that credit is always. This is why I get very upset when certain artists, not to mention what kind of artists, the, think that they are the end all of everything because they're not. You know, I mean, they're there because of what shoulders they're on or because of the shoulders they're on it's and a collaborative are, industry oh a huge enormous yeah. of course it's got to be a captain it's yeah got of to course. Be a, it's got to be a person says no this is how it's got to be this is how it's got. In, in television it's a lot more the something that 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 the showrunner takes care of um uh, in the usually the the once the show starts to go on it's the showrunner really that's the head uh, um, and this is why uh, I didn't like too much staying with one show because mm. at that point uh, I found that my job became just a, a, a traffic cop you know uh, <laughs> right. I, 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 I didn't want to do so I preferred I preferred to stop my relationship with the show in order to go to something new Especially and especially a pilot or, or a movie, uh, rather or something that I wrote, that, rather than uh, come in and uh, do episode number fifty-five. Well, which... if if it no longer scares you, it's time to move on. Yes, you yes, know? exactly. I get that. Exactly. Exactly. You, know, there, you have a creative drip that you can't shut off. Yes. And you know you have to see okay, where else and how else can I grow? That's exactly, exactly. Exactly right. I have a question about um, uh, sensitivity on sets. So the pilot is the only episode with a nude scene. This was mandated by Showtime because Showtime is, you know, is cable and it's it's things that you can't see on regular television. Can you tell us about... uh, the process of going through Vaitiari had never had never done a nude scene before Vaitiari Bandera. Can you tell yeah. us about the process, not necessarily of of this particular scene, but I mean, you have shot these kinds of scenes before. What yes, is the process yes. that goes into that? How do you make the cast comfortable? That was the closed set work. How does that work? Yeah, it's a very it's sensitive done, situation. Yeah, yeah. Today it's done very differently. Okay. Right? Today it's it's done. There's there's a lot of the process today is totally. Um, mandated and very bureaucratic. I am from Europe. I find that uh, nudity uh, in movies and in, in, in show business is not so prurient as it is in the States. In the States, it was, at the time, it was uh, too much of a big deal. It was a big deal. You know, uh, my my uh, my introduction and my when when I discuss with the actors, uh, 
uh, I always start uh, in, in the first of all, it has to come in the um, in the uh, casting in the cast at the, at the at casting time. Of course, all right. So we we, we, we we're offering you this part. This part involves this. This part involves that. Are you okay with it? Uh, if and I tell them, if you feel uncomfortable. Please don't do the part. Even if I've offered it to you and you don't feel comfortable to just take, you know, to, to go ahead, don't do it. Because you live with yeah. uh, um, with regret for the rest of your life. Yeah. Unless it's something natural for you, something that you can live with it, don't get involved. Then you find situations where, no, 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 listen, I mean, you want me to jump out of a plane? Of course I can. I'm an actor. I can do whatever. I get a horse. I can ride a horse. Then you give them a horse and they say, which end do I get on? Uh, where should I look? You know, it's, it, I'm not talking, I'm again talking very generally. And from experience where, where actors will, will say, yes, they can do things which they know that they can't do. Right. And, uh, and then they get into trouble. Um, but let me tell you one thing. Nudity is very boring on set. It's hmm, it's something to look at for the first five seconds. After the at the six second, seven second, who, who cares? Come on, let's get the job done. You know, you take uh, you have your your people. You know, to cover up when 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 the shot is over. When but again, it's uh, it's it's a human body. You know, it's a human body and. Uh, once the uh, the surprise is gone, it's gone. It's mm-hmm. uh, unless one is weird, though that is. But uh, <laughs> it's, where's it's, my uh, pause button, Mario? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's. Uh, it, I think I, I always thought, but when I went to 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 North America, I always thought that my goodness, I'm going to North America. I, I had left my country, Malta, in 1978, because a play, uh, I'm, a, I'm a theater man too, I've, I've, produced, I've produced dozens of plays uh, in, in the theater, at the National Theater in Malta, and that's what I'm doing now, I enjoy it, and I do shows nowadays for, for local television for absolutely no money whatsoever, but... Uh, I am so free, you know. I can do whatever I like, whatever whatever subject I want, with no with no no executives beating down my neck. So, you know, uh, freedom of expression, freedom of of creativity, at the loss of the money that I made in North America. Mm-hmm. But when I when I, I remember when I went to to when I was trying to my idea of America was freedom, freedom, freedom from everything. And then I got there and I realized really how backwards it was in, in, in matters of sexuality, for example. You know, again, we're talking 1978, okay? Um, where uh, um, things... Yeah, the free love and the cultural revolution, you know? Yeah, yeah, but... Um, uh, but even so, uh, once you went into the media, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I have stories. I have. So I was shooting a, a cop show, Night Heat, and uh, the scene was um, was uh, these two cops rush into this house. They go into the bathroom and they find the per. They see the person taking a shower behind the curtain, and they take out their guns, and they and they uh, you know they, they scream and they shout, and this guy never never moves. Never moves. So they slowly open the, and they find the mannequin there. <laughs> the mannequin had a nice pair of tits on. Okay, yeah. Today, I got this huge screaming match from CBS. What the hell are you doing? You, you've got to show that. You've got to remove that. So we had to reshoot it with the, with the mannequin without any head, without arms, and turned around. You know, um, a similar, a similar, wow. a similar thing was when, when, uh, when uh, again, same show when these two cops, uh, uh, when this robber comes into this house, he's got a, a nice piece of meat, uh, and there's a dog in the house. He opens the bathroom, throws the meat in the bathroom. The dog goes in it. He closes the door and then, then proceeds to ransack the house. <laughs> the um, the, 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 the owner comes in, there's a huge fight, there's a huge fight. The owner opens the door, uh, the dog comes out, leaps at the robber, the robber takes his gun out, shoots the dog and gets off. Yeah. Uh, so he goes bang, bang or, uh, on the dog, then, then kills the man, bang, 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 and, uh, and he leaves. The next day, another screaming telephone call, how dare you shoot that? How dare you shoot the dog? Yeah. You know, it's okay to shoot the man, but it's not Isn't okay that wild? To shoot the man. And of course, you never saw anything. It's just everything off camera, and you feel, oh, oh that's it. So the hypocrisy of, uh, of, the, of the rules and regulations in, in media was something of a shock to me. I mean, we, we, in Europe, we see much worse uh, is that the right way to put it but it's uh, it's not um, it's a uh, it's what's different it, uh, it was a shock for me I, I i didn't i didn't realize that so in 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 preparing for that's what what i did with her you know we she, she knew exactly what she had to do she um, uh, we, we we she had women around her you know covering her up she comes on set she lies on the she, she's totally covered. Everybody that's uh, not not necessary in the shot leaves the leaves the studio, um, and when she is ready, we remove the uh, we start we start shooting. We start the camera rolling. Everything is fine. The, the clapperboard guy comes in, and uh, whatever you're ready, ma'am. And she and somebody takes the the thing off. We set, we do the shot, cut. She's covered immediately. So there is a lot of uh, of grace. That's, uh, but I think, in my opinion, I could never understand why all this concern. Mm. You know, um, I mean, I, I may get into trouble for saying that, but uh, if people are so upset with these kind of scenes, the first step should be they should refuse to do it. Mm. They should refuse to do it. They should not accept the part. 
Now, if they're, if they're being given an auction, listen, do you want this part? It has some nude scenes in it. This is how we're going to shoot it. This is, I had to explain everything to her, how it was going to be shot. Uh, we showed her um, um, storyboards. I think we had storyboards already. Um, so it was totally, totally her choice to accept or refuse. Nobody forced her. Nobody made her. Nobody insisted that uh, she does something that she didn't want to do. Um, so uh, uh, the, the uh, that's how it should be. Today, there is um, there is a lot more concern given and a lot more hullabaloo um, insisted upon, which um, I guess people are comfortable with, and uh, that's that's the way they want to do it today. All power to them. I have absolutely no problem and no no contention against it. It's. Uh, for me, it's still very, very strange. How, why this, why this mysticism about, about nudity? You know. Uh, anyway, that's, yeah. that's the old, that's the old Mediterranean European. That I <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on that. Uh, do we have a little bit more time? Sure, sure. I mean, I have listened. I have all the whole night. Well, I have. Uh, you're a night owl, like I am. I have yeah. um, some fan questions for you. Yes. What so, do I do? Do I answer them or do I type them? I will. I am going to ask them to you, and you just you just respond okay. them to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Lockwatcher wanted to know: you directed SG One in '97, then you returned to Atlantis in '04. How had the production of the show changed, if it had changed at all? And how was it working with a new cast along with a few you had worked with previously? Um. The old, the, uh, the, uh, the, the old characters, it was always a pleasure to come back and to see them again. With the new, with the new generation, there were, um, I've got to find the right words. Different I expectations? There were, there, were, there were expectations of grandeur that uh, are always the downfall of many. This is a job, guys. I mean, all the hullabaloo, all the publicity, all that is for you, the fans. It's not for us, the workers. You know, it's by, by, by creating this interest and by the fans adulating and loving the story and wanting to meet the, the, uh, the, the characters, it's all created, right? It's all made up. It's not real. But once you start to believe that uh, you deserve this because you are doing this, um, and once we forget humility, and listen, there were times, now I can speak because I'm an old man, but there were times when I was guilty of this too, you know? Yeah. And something happens in, on set, when, especially in, in, in a moment of success, that one trips, uh, and unfortunately, uh, many do trip. Look what's happening with Snow White at the moment in Los Angeles, and uh, all that. All that. Such such a pity. Such a pity because that kind of uh, behavior destroys careers. 
you know. But um, the uh, the concept was different. It was it was a change, and uh, I don't think I was as happy as I was uh, in the original uh, because of the things that had changed. And I can't. I, I know things were very different. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly, but. Um, yeah, Atlantis it was, was a different was, cast and a different animal. Yeah, it was it was time for me to move on, and I yeah. did only did a couple of shows, I think, uh, there, and, and and nothing, no more. Sometimes, you know, a direct, and I've 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 heard stories, you know, sometimes a director and and a cast uh, are not going to to gel, um, like, and and I've and I've heard that you know SG One really was the exception rather than the rule, where you know Brad and Jonathan and Richard and Michael Greenberg, you know. They were very much no, you know, life's too short. Ah, no, no grandstanding on this set. We we no, are we are all equal Michael, here. I'm glad you mentioned Michael, Michael Greenberg. Michael, oh, he's Michael, brilliant. Michael was a brother. You know, he was. Uh, we uh, we drank together. We uh, <laughs> we spent time together. We well, I enjoyed it. He he uh, he challenged M- M- Michael. Challenged. Uh, um, was always gracious and always asked you to to weigh your choices, you know, and that was great because now you have a little bit of a of a live uh, testing ground, you know, the, uh, what do you call it, testing spoon, and uh, and uh, he made things clear. Sometimes we disagree, sometimes we sure because he's seeing things, but so what? That's yeah. part and parcel of the whole thing. Uh, um, uh, Nowadays, unfortunately, uh, disagreement is something to be shied, you know, to, to be avoided. Well, it's so why? public. It's just so public now, you know. Why, 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 why is it? Why are you afraid to, to disagree? Yeah. Uh, if you're afraid to disagree because you want to defend your job, is one thing. But if you are, if you are giving yourself to the show, if mm. you're giving yourself to the story, then you'd better tell your story because yeah. if you're telling somebody else's story, why the hell are you there? Yeah. You know, you're there because you're going to tell your story. And I always made it mine, something that as I went along in my uh, in my career, I found that this was getting, uh, getting eroded, 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 until, you know, uh, many shows... You were expected to go in there, call action, and get the hell out of town as soon as you say the last cut. That's not fun. That's not fine. I mean, you'll make you'll make the money. You'll make the uh, and this is uh, this, I started by saying how lucky I am doing this job, and uh, unless I was going to continue doing that, then I was not happy to to continue. So uh, at that uh, then at that point I got off television um, mm. uh, episodic and I started doing created my own episodes mm. like Zoss and uh, and uh, miniseries which I directed the whole all, all eight episodes uh, and, uh, and and small movies and movies for television uh, where where the director harkened where it was where we harkened back to the old uh, mm-hmm. uh, meaning of what a director is. You know, as I said, uh, you're asking me to direct your movie, 
because you think I can bring something original mm -hmm. to the show. If I were to know that you're asking me because I'm available mm -hmm. and you can ask, you can ask anybody. I say, well, what the hell? I don't know. I'm not. Why? What why fun ask? is it to be just the foreman of an assembly line? Oh. Yeah, look, again, you know, 99% of jobs in the world are not jobs that people enjoy doing. <laughs> I mean, you, right. do, you go to your job because you have to eat, you have to, you have to feed your family. And uh, this is why I said I am extremely lucky, extremely lucky to have the job that I have had uh, for all my life. Mm. I've never worked in anywhere outside the entertainment business ever. Um, so I, I'm very lucky. And uh, if if, if, if uh, I'm on set, I'm being insulted by uh, asking to obey. And uh, why the hell do you want to be there? Well, mm. you just do it, you know? Thank For you sure. very much. There has to be a creative component in there somewhere. If there is no creative component and you're on set... You're in the wrong. You're in the wrong place, man. Yeah. You're in the wrong place. Yeah. Don't just get the shot out. Make it. Make it interesting. You know. Yes. Yes. You, yes you're going to get the shot out. You know. And, this and, and is you know to what? a degree an assembly line, but still. Yeah, and, and I'm not. And I'm not talking about the great directors that we have working on television today, because there are some fantastic, some fantastic directors. But then you find people who are there who know how to cover very well. They know how to cover a scene instead of, as opposed to interpreting a scene. You know, can, can you see the difference? You know, okay, I have the scene, I have to have the wide angle, the tight shot, the, 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 the moving shot, the, 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 the running two shot, and, and it's covered well, very efficiently. It says everything and it's there. But that is something that A, B, C, and D can do. Now, if you're on, and you, and only you, can direct the show in your special way, in the, in the choice of the angle, in, in how to tell the story, and you tell it your way. That is what makes the director, that is what makes the interpretation of the story instead of covering the story. Absolutely. Ibrek wanted to know... Um... Uh, was there ever a consideration in having uh, a, a team do a, a making of during the Stargate pilot? Or was there just never time? Oh, it would was. have been so there interesting. Is. There, is. there is. Yeah, there is. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Of course there is. Yes. Um, uh, I remember doing interviews for on it, too. Um yeah, I've not seen yeah. anything that was based specifically. I've not seen any B-roll from the pilot. Um, but it, it may be out there somewhere. Showtime may have done something. Yes, yes, okay. yes. You should look into it because I'm sure there are. Okay. Sure there are. I'll poke around. Yeah. So. Um, Pamela, Terracek, when you were directing 38 Minutes uh, on Atlantis, what choices did you have to make to accommodate shooting in such close quarters? You've got this little closet of a puddle jumper. Um how do you handle a space like that? And is okay. it more freeing in some ways because you don't have distractions of a larger space? Does it force you to be more creative? <laughs> okay. Um, so we created the pad, right? But this pad 
was divided in four. So you had this half, this half, that half, and this. So basically, depending on the shot that we have, we would we would remove a huge a huge part of that pod, and we have the whole studio there, and we're working in a much larger space than you think you are. I mean, oh. it was impossible to uh, to work in that in that owner. So. No, we were not confined by space at all because you always remove the part of the set that you're not using. Uh, of course, the problem comes when you get this um, upstar director from Malta who comes in and says, look, I want to, I want to shoot one way. And Well, you know what? It's it's your it's your thank you, you know, to them. You know, it's it, you have to have moments of levity in there every once in a while because it's such a grind. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen hour days. You know, you've got to get the shot. So, especially with the pilot. Yeah, you have to trust that other people are doing their jobs correctly. And uh, when misunderstandings happen and things don't work well and tempers start to flare, that's where now you have to have to take the the reins in your hands and pull in, and uh, like in, like in a military situation, you know, give orders, be ready to give the orders and to have them executed. There's no democracy uh, in in that situation. Yeah. It's it's somebody has to decide now if the studio decides like in that situation where look we want you to reshoot that scene with the mannequin or uh, or a famous uh, note I got once from uh, from the producers of Outer Limits where these guys were shooting at robots and the robots were exploding and this blue goo comes out and the note from the studio was robots don't have blue blood so you stop you try not to laugh and you ask very respectfully what color do, do robo- is robots blood why it's red of course oh that's even better yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want us to reshoot because all the robots are blown up? Uh, it will cost you another million and a half. To so what shall we do? So they would, they would, they would now send it to CGI in order to paint that. I mean, oh my god, madness. 
absolute madness, you know. This happened on an episode of Outer Limits, I remember. It's, but that's the joy of it, you know. That's the joy of that. That's that, that's the business you're 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 with. That's um, wild. So so no, um, my dear friend. Definitely, we had lots of space to shoot that sequence in, uh, just by removing the wall that was in the way. Wow! At the time, Susan McEwen wanted to know, Mario, how much freedom do you give actors to find their own character layers within a scene once they're in it, and only step in when you felt a performance straight from the intent? Like, okay, where's where's the boundary there with with actors? Because okay. actors are sensitive people. And you can't oh, really course. tell them how to do something. You have to like everybody lead everybody the horse to the water. Everybody is sensitive. Everybody is sensitive. Believe me, from the props master who okay. who uh, realizes that I don't like the prop that he's brought in to, uh, to the craftsperson that has given you a sandwich that tastes like shit, you know. <laughs> uh, so um, and you tell him so. <laughs> uh, so first of all. I always enjoy to see what a, what an actor brings to the brings to the set. Now, I have an idea, which now that idea has been passed to studio and Brad and Jonathan. So they they've we have agreed what we're what we're going to do. Nothing happens by chance. Right. Or very little happens by chance. But it's a very stupid director who does not allow his actors to give him their storytelling. Just as I want to tell my own story, they are also telling a story because they are storytellers too. We are all storytellers. Actors are storytellers. Writers are storytellers. Directors are storytellers. Set designers are story. We're telling a story. All of us are telling a story. And and the minute you um, insist on whitewashing everything in order to have only one side, one, one interpretation of that story, then you become very bland. But sometimes an actor comes in and uh, and uh, gives you something. A cry, a a uh, uh, a pause in a in a in a in a, in a in a delivery that is magic, and you leave it, you let it go, you 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 don't stop it, you you encourage it, and then of course, when all is said and done, everything comes down to the editing room, right? So uh, um, uh, I do my cut. And then once I do my cut, I give that cut to the studio and the studio does their own cut. So there are many a time when I'm saying, what, what, what? Uh, but that's the business. You fight for it. You fight for it. You have to know which hill you're ready to die on. Yeah. Unfortunately, I died on too many, on too many, uh, too many hills because... I was a son of a bitch and I really hated uh, people changing my work. And uh, and that was not always very salutary. But you know what? I am happy with my work. I'm happy with what I've done. Most of it. Most of it. Most of it. 
I'm happy. And um, there were many a times when um, when relationships had to be uh, severed because there is irreconcilable differences. And right. we live with it. You move on. Of Onward. Course. Yeah. Onward. Creative Go, people next. are going to have creative differences, and that's okay. You that's know? okay. As long as you know how to manage it, right? Yeah. You manage that difference. You pick up one piece. You take the other. You drop it. Now, when you have to drop certain things, hopefully one does it with grace. Yeah. I was not always able to drop it with grace because when you try, when you say, thank you, no, thank you, no, 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 it can't work, thank you, but no, I can't, and they're insisting, they're insisting. You've got, you've got 150 people waiting there. You, yeah. They can't wait for, for half an hour for me to have a discussion with the actor on how we're going to interpret certain things. So come on, come on, let's, let's move on, okay? Mario, so, I'm curious, is there ever a good studio note where it's like, I, oh, didn't think, I didn't think of it that way before. That's, you know that's what, really you interesting. Know when a studio gives you a note, it's because you failed to explain yourself. So or they're justifying you, their existence. Well, 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 no, 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 no. I mean, well, if they're doing that, then they're silly. They shouldn't have the job. Right. They're, they're just doing that. But I would hope that they're not, that they're there when they're there because of the fact that they've, uh, they've earned it, I hope. But so you take a note and you say, and the question I ask is, okay, why are they asking me this note? Why are they giving me this note? In case of the blue blood and the robots, I could never understand why. But, uh, but sometimes, okay, so I see. So they're asking this because I haven't made this thing clear. If I make this other thing clear, then they wouldn't be asking me this. And so you take the studio notes as a as again a, an opportunity to be better. If the studio note note is stupid, then then you have to throw the dice. Then you have to throw the dice. Then you have to say, no, I'm going to stand by this at the risk of being fired. Yeah. So that's your choice. It's your choice. If if you want to die on that on that hill, well then it's up to you. You know, uh, uh, if you can afford it, you'll do it easier than if you can't afford it. Um, but uh, certain things that uh, I uh, I believed in immensely, uh, uh, I remember in the in the in the, in the pilot, the, the, the prison scene, there was a big um, there was a big problem in, in, during the scene where the choice is is being made, the choice of the uh, the children who is going to be well, taken. Children, you know, and yeah. uh, and what the script was asking, uh, what and again, sometimes you realize things once you're on the set because you read it on the paper and it makes perfect sense. Then when you're there to act to actually give it life. It doesn't make any sense. It just does not work. The words don't work. The action doesn't. So, and uh, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice, and you make it. Now, if you're gonna go and you're ready to waste an hour to call back Los Angeles, see what they want, or you, or you take a stand, and you step into it, step into the pool, man, step into the puddle. You hope the puddle is not too deep, uh, but you do it. 
I think that the way we solved it, um, uh, the, the um, especially I mean you know if you've had you've got those big soldiers there with those big masks, yeah, the Jaffa and their helmets. How how are you going to uh, how are you going to uh, to fight this? Uh, how are they going to fight? I mean, how are they? Everybody should be. Uh, should be destroyed there. So, uh, so the placing of Tilk had to be very, very um, strategic in order to stop the guys from massacring everybody. And then, and then, uh, and then the way that uh, they escape. So, something was different in the script. I, I, I remember that we had a, we had a moment. Uh, I can't remember exactly what. If I were to see it again, I would. I would remember, but but uh, um, it worked. I think that scene is tremendous. It's it's very scary, very and uh, there's know. a lot happening in that single moment. You know, yes, yes. I mean, you've got yes. you've got visual effects, you've got electronics going off, you've got you've got extras, you've got um, it's the it's the climax of the well, the first of a couple uh, for yeah. that for that film, you know, and, and you it's to, all and got you to happen. To, and you have two days to shoot it all. In, yeah. You know, so you better be prepared. Man, and and be I would be terrified to be like, to get into the editing room and be like, reflecting on what you said earlier, we're not, one of these beats are missing. So the intent is not coming through here. Like, what do you do yeah. at that point? You, oh. you go and you see what other footage there is, I guess, and see if you can oh, oh, reconstruct yeah, yeah, I, or... I, I, this is why... I overshoot. Yeah, this is why I um, actually my my percentage is high. It's very high. I think at one point we we were at thirty three to one. You know, so there is thirty three wow. feet for every foot that you use. Wow. But 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 coverage, 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 yeah. absolute coverage. Because sometimes you're going to use a shot for just two seconds, but those two seconds. Take as long uh, to set up as a whole one minute shot. You yeah. still have to light it. You still have yeah. to put the cameras. You still have to rehearse it. So the two two second shot doesn't mean it was shot in two seconds. That's a may that's part and parcel of the whole. So yes, I uh, I covered myself. Uh, I always okay. If this doesn't work, if this one is on the floor. We realize that it's not work or it's not, it, does, it doesn't cut properly exactly as we wanted. Can we cut to something else? And if we were to cut to something else, what is it? And whatever that is, is it going to be as exciting? And is it going to keep the pace going? So there are a lot of. Um, it becomes natural, you know, the way you think like that. I mean. For a newbie, this sounds my God, this is so important. No, once you're in it. You know, uh, these 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 uh, considerations become very, very, very part and parcel of the whole. It becomes natural, just like wow. driving a bicycle, right? Well, I I watched um, Children of the Gods, the final cut, and I'm I'm interested in your take on it if you've seen it. And also, I I couldn't believe at how much there was shot that uh, we didn't see. I mean, it's one of my favorite new scenes in that is when Teal'c and the gang are leaving back to the Stargate and you do this pan along the side of the gate 
as as they're going through and there's no yes. one on the other side and you really get like yes. a three-dimensional feel for what is occurring. The camera's not locked off. You see the Stargate in all of its cool glory. It has eaten yeah. those people up. And that wasn't in the original, uh, the broadcast version for whatever reason, but in the final cut, there it is. And it's yeah. freaking cool. Yes, yes, I remember. I mean, there are things in the in the recut. I, I started to tell you that the first, the opening shot. Jesus, I bled for that shot. Yeah. You know, we, we worked for that to see it um, destroyed. So on the first shot of the recut, I was already incensed. Okay. You know, I don't think I enjoyed the recut as much as I enjoyed the original. Okay. But the recut had they redid all the uh, all the special effects. Yeah, all the opticals, uh, which which was which was very nice, which was very good. Yeah, but and... uh, 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 I, I remember feeling a bit uh, sad. Well, Brad himself said in in his uh, in his special features interview, you know, this is not erasing the old one. This is this is this is a uh, a a valentine for fans who went through the whole, you know, 10 seasons of that show and it was, you know, and a chance to update the effects. Uh Teal's Teal's audio is is redone, you know, there there's a few there's a few uh, things that I think are, are frankly, an, an improvement to it in terms of, yes. of that. But, yes. I mean, that's the benefit of 10 years of time, you know, yes. that the, yes. the, the puddles are all consistent, for one thing. You know, you had three different yes. vendors for the pilot. You know, yes. you did a lot. You were in the trenches for that yeah. show, you know, pre-production alone, like you said, for months. And so, yes. you yeah. know, the benefit of time is the benefit of time. So. Yes, of course. Of course. Of course. And, and again, playing with such toys. Oh, I mean, sure. On, man. You've got the you've got the gate. Yeah. What what better toy do you have? None. You know. Do you remember that shot where 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 the the the, the, fir- the first uh, attack uh, had just uh, gone, and the camera is behind the gate, and the 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 water is still there, and then suddenly the water disappears and we come down we go through the gate to, to see the coming in and they're all that was one huge again we had to move the the crane so much back in order to be able to come down and move and move the and move the but at the time wow we had to we had to give the uh, time so that the effect would disappear and then the camera moves wow A simple one of course but uh, but th- those were considerations that we that were all there on paper on the on the on the uh, on the uh, storyboards so, that created. Okay, can, can I can I hold on to you for ten seconds here? I want to show you something yes. real quick. Hang on, we're back. So in my in my hallway, I have. The entire storyboard sequence for the opening of Children of the Gods. Oh my goodness! And so, shot thirty-seven. The soldiers stop shooting, staring, slack-jawed, wide-eyed, horrified. Five human <laughs> soldiers and two aliens lie dead. Oh my goodness! General Hammond, whose face says that he knows mankind could be in deep shit. Yes, yes, so, yes. You know what? I'll tell you one thing. I have somewhere, my goodness, that, that is fantastic. I have somewhere my script 
send me your uh, your email. I will. Your 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 uh, your address, and I'll send it to you. Oh, I would love to see it, Mario. I would yeah, absolutely I love to. to. I, I I don't know where it is, but it, it's here somewhere. And that would be uh, such an honor, my sir. My notes in it. It's got the 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 red, blue, green uh, pages. Um, um, wow, that I. I, I can't, I have, I have no words. The, the things that you pulled off in that, I mean, Donna Davis as Hammond, you know, that crane shot coming through the gate and then coming up kind of underneath him, you know, he is like, that is a great hero shot for him. It's a great oh shit moment, but you know, it's yeah. kind of establishing uh, him as the father of this team for yes. the rest of the show. What a great actor. What a oh, great man. actor. We lost, we, we lost such a giant. Yeah. Yes. Again, never a peep never any just yes sir i mean he he answered militarily you know um uh, came in very uh uh very well prepared very spick and span hair whatever hair he had left in perfect uh, position asked for what for the directions that i wanted of him and he went and prepared and did it wow yeah he was a captain in the uh in the army so he he yes. definitely Yes, he definitely had that texture already, and he yes. was brilliant for the next seven seasons. Just Don yes. was um, one of the greats. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I have a couple more fan questions. Is that okay? Please, please I don't want to. I don't want to abuse your time. No, um, no, no. I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm really I, enjoying it. I, I'm loving having you on. Uh, Philippe wanted to know: uh, Was there anything in particular that you? And this has more to do with your process. Um, was there anything in particular that you pulled out of the feature film that you were like, okay, yeah, I want to, I want to leverage this here in the, or, or did you study it in a certain way or was it, this is our show. We're going to do, we're going to break the mold. Well, when okay. you're, when you're creating a, 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 a follow-up, essentially children of the gods is essentially Stargate two. Yes. Um, so how does that, tried, how do you work that? Yeah. I tried to, to get in touch with, uh, Emmerich and, um, Dean Devlin? Dean Devlin. They, they didn't want to talk. Uh, yeah. they, they didn't want to have anything to do with us. Uh, but I tried. I tried to, uh, to, uh, to get in touch. Yeah, the answer was uh, so. You know, uh, they didn't want to have anything to do with us. Um, I, I understand there were some recriminations between them and the studio. They had plans all- for two more films. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that's why it's, uh, I think it's... Uh, but yes, of course. Uh, I think the one that I stole most was the uh, the donuts. You know, the tra- the transportation donuts. Uh, right. I stole. I mean, it, it was the it, it was the property of the studio at the time, so I could use it again. So I I, I enjoyed using that. Um, um, uh, the uh, the whole mechanism of the. Uh, of the of the Stargate was so sublime. I mean, why change it? You know, it was. I mean, what they created was superb, man. I mean, uh, that effect. I, I I I think from all their films, that is the best effect ever created in all their career. That's my opinion. It's my opinion. So, uh, but the, the, the creation of the Stargate is um, cinema history, man. It's it's cinema history, and who am I to to change that? Right. So uh, I I enjoyed I enjoyed doing uh, using that. Um, um, we also kept um, 
kept certain certain peculiarities of the uh, of the of the characters, you know, uh, Samantha's line, which uh, many w- wanted out, and eventually in the in the recut, it was removed uh, when she talks about her uh, her uh, her genitals being <laughs> the difference between genitals and just what makes it why you because mine are in and yours are out is that why I mean. The, the, that was lots of fun. Uh, uh, unfortunately, it was cut in the in the recut. Um, uh, so uh, you 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 mentioned that it was a Valentine. <laughs> I hope it was not a, in certain parts. I thought it was a bloody Valentine um, uh, uh, because of these omissions, right. which were unique. Which were unique, you know. Uh, even the nudity in the in the recut, I think, was hugely reduced, uh, if I am not mistaken. Okay, um, the, the rest of the show didn't have it, and it, it was the, we could have we could have a long conversation about this. But yeah, that yes, there was the show goes on to become its own thing, you know, and yes, yes. it's it's just you you go in the directions that you go for a decade. I, I had my had my very young children at the time. In, in in those scenes, uh, in the in, in the scene of the banquet. They're, oh, they're, they're in there. They're in there. Yes, they're in there. They're both my son and my and my daughter and her friend are there. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, the uh, the pyramids, of course. The, when 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 they come out and they see themselves in the pyramid, mm-hmm. uh, that just was eventually repeated many times. Uh, eventually, the series. Um, what else? Have you watched the show? Have you have you watched all of all, all of SG One? I've watched uh, all of the first season. Okay, um, uh, and I've watched my episodes of. Uh, of course, every now and then, yes. Uh, but you know, believe me, uh, between uh, watching what I have to watch and uh, watching what I would right. like to watch is a big difference. And Absolutely. I have to watch a lot of stuff, of course, to keep, keep abreast of things. Jay Francois, in response to the conspiracy theory talk, I have no doubt there is intelligent life elsewhere in the galaxy, but do you think we've been visited yet? And if not, how long until we are? What are your thoughts on that? I guess it goes back to the, who created the pyramids? Do you really think I can answer that? Or can I can can even dare answer that? What's your opinion? My, my, My thinking is... If we're alone, what a waste of space. Okay. You've watched contact. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, that's that's a that's a lift. Number two, uh, why can't there be more more um, more uh, civilizations? Number three, if there were other civilizations here. Why don't we have proof of them? Why, why is it that we don't have absolute proof? You know, I mean, Fermi paradox. It's it's uh, it's, and again, you know, if if if, if it's being kept secret by, uh, I mean, come on, hundreds of people uh, uh, work for years in this place and they're keeping secret. They, then they come out and they are refused to. To sell the rights for a book that will make them millionaires after a a, a, a career in the in, in the military, 
So, now there are so many theories about the about the uh, about the pyramids, what they were really for. Uh, I would believe, yes, civilization was much more advanced than we think it was in the past. You know, uh, after all, remember that that's why they call the Dark Ages the Dark Ages, because. Uh, at the time, humanity went down, went mm. down so much. You know, I mean, when uh, when the Visigoths uh, uh, burnt Rome, uh, uh, no, the, the, the libraries in, oh. in, in Spain and in Constantinople, it is said that humanity went back a thousand years. Wow! Because, yeah. because of the of the I mean, the Arab science before Islam took over in, in the way it took it is today. But Islam at first was extremely scientific. I mean, they had matem. What is algebra? Algebra is algebra. It means the collection, the collection of. And algebra is the collection of all sciences. Wow. Um, uh, so uh, um, the uh, writing, um, the, the navigation by the stars, the, uh, the 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 numbers uh, th- th- there is so much that we today in our arrogance think that we are the innovators and well we're not we're, we're not. not really we're not and I if that I were yes I would think that there were civilizations that we have forgotten yeah that we have uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, destroyed in, in our I mean uh, I live I live in Malta a, a small island in the Mediterranean one of the biggest problems in Malta is to dig in order to uh, develop a piece of land because one of the big risks that you take is that the minute you start digging you're going to find neol we've got neolithic temples here that's 3000 years before Christ when the Roman Empire looked upon the, the, these uh, these temples, they were looking at something older than how we see the Rome Rome today. So, and these are Neolithic temples again, made up of these huge, enormous, uh, I mean, bigger stones than any stone found in in uh, in, in, in in Egypt. You know, how did they? transport these to and, this island yeah to, no, i mean they must have dug them somewhere yeah. and and created these these temples but the the then there are temples dug in the rock these are temples that the hypogeum in order to go and visit them you have to you have to make an appointment that takes you about two years to be given the the, the tickets to go in and see them because the, the queue of visitors and they only allow a small amount of people every day to go and see them. But, but these are temples beautifully carved, perfectly symmetrical in the living rock. You know, there's no, no tools that we know of that they could do this with. But again, again, now the excitement grows. Oh my goodness. There's aliens. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Man was much, much clever, uh, cleverer than 
what we think he was. You know, um, remember that uh, Rome, Rome had a million people, yeah. and once once Rome fell, it took a thousand years before the next city had another million people in it. A thousand years. So then the Dark Ages and the and the uh, and the uh, the plagues that. Uh, that uh, happened. Uh, uh, um... It's wild. We we had we're talking about a converse, uh, uh, a civilization that could make concrete that set underwater. The, the, and the, we don't the, know how they did that. The the uh, the Colosseum, the the um, uh, the floor of the Colosseum was concrete. Now they could flood the Colosseum. They, they they could open doors and water from the Tiber would flow into the Colosseum. The water would rise about two feet, and they used to have sea battles in the Colosseum. Oh my gosh! And underneath, and underneath, and then once the water was drained, they had lifts in order to bring up the animals up and down. They had lifts, of course, um, 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 on pulleys, yeah. You know, but that's the the the, the ingenuity. Uh, if you were to go to Leptismania in Libya, these are the best preserved Rome. Now, how many of you guys know about Leptismania in Libya? I, I've heard of it. Um, now, Leptismania is yeah. the best contained re- remains of Roman architecture in the world, better than Rome. Wow! And and the and the and the streets and the houses there, they had. Drainage systems underneath. So, you know how I'm sure many people don't know about these, about these, uh, and that is how history has been forgotten. Wow. So, if there we have we've been visited, it's buried under the earth. Proof. It's it's, it's uh, one day we're going to discover something yeah. that's going to revolutionize the world, and I think. One reason why we don't know more is the fear of of Panic. huge cataclysmic social changes yeah. that I don't think we are ready for. It's yeah. not I don't one of the things that people are not ready for is the negation of religion. Yeah. You know, that plays a huge part because yeah. once 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 aliens are established. Everything that we believe in, every religion that we have, falls to bits. I think a huge There's number of no... people will just... The, the proof could be standing right in front of them. They won't believe it. Yes. You know, it's, yes. it's a trick. But, it's not true. But, yeah, but, but, but that's, that's, that's one, of the, one of the biggest problems in accepting. Are we ready to accept? If, I mean, what do you do to these people whose life depends on their faith? Yeah. Is it okay to destroy it? What do you uh, what do you um, what do you fill it up with? Yeah. Do we fill it up with anything? Do we need to fill it up with anything? So, but that is not a question that any young punk who is ready to uh, to say, yeah, I don't care, uh, 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 we can answer. I mean, if we're going to 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 live peacefully in the social contract, we have to care for each other. We have to care for each other for our own survival you know uh, uh, and that means that when the time comes for us to uh, 
to fight each other in order to save our own, save ourselves. We do that because that's yeah. humankind. There's but, a, uh, there, there's a, there's an SG1 episode called The Road Not Taken in season 10 where a, a situation, a crisis forces the Stargate to be uh, revealed and, uh, and it nearly destroys the planet. It brings, it brings the world to heal. And, you know, there's, people are unpredictable and we uh, believe in things so severely that many would be willing to die for them or, you know, couldn't, couldn't continue to live with the knowledge that they were wrong would kill themselves. So it's, it's a, it's a broader conversation for sure. It's a big conversation. It's, it's very tough. Now you put yourself in that situation. Do I let it be known? Yeah. Am I going to take this responsibility? Yeah. You know, I mean, look at, you know, the, 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 um, the incident in England right during the Second World War, where I think it was, is it Canterbury? I don't know. But the, with the, the Enigma, the Enigma machine. Oh, the Enigma machine, yes. Yeah, with, um, machine, with um, the, because of the, they, they got Turing, to Alan Turing. The, the, the Germans sent in a message saying, because they were, they were suspicious that the British had cracked the Enigma machine, so they said that they were going to bomb Canterbury, something like that, so that they were watching to see. I don't know whether it's Canterbury or not. I don't know about someplace. And they were watching to see, because if people were brought out, they knew it was cracked. The British had cracked it. One of, one of Churchill's ministers, his family was there. Churchill brought him in. And he put him, he, he, he had him arrested and placed in isolation wow. because he did not want him to let him inform his family. Mm-hmm. His family perished. Mm-hmm. But now, put yourself in Churchill's shoes. Mm-hmm. Are you going to decide to destroy? And this is the beauty of Stargate, right? Because the questions asked were always of cataclysmic effect that that, that involved other people, not the characters. They it involved other people and and other civilizations and, mm-hmm. and and the choice that you make is going to have huge repercussions. That is why it kept us for those seventeen years. Because oh my, and, and now. Uh, uh, this is the same thing with horror movies. Why do we like horror movies? We like horror movies because we love to be in danger knowing full well that nothing can happen to us. So that feeling of feeling that feeling danger, feeling horror, knowing in the back of your mind that this is just a movie is entertaining. There is now, something to be said for exploring the limits of our sensory perception that's right through entertainment and, because it and, helps us feel uh more than what we normally could in our normal everyday circumstances and 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 stargate and also outer limits did that every single episode yep every single episode yeah, Brad yeah, blew up the earth a few times in, in Outer Limits. Yeah. Some of my favorite episodes. <laughs> he was very good at blowing up the planet. I did, I did about 25 of those. Oh, my man. goodness. 
I've got a couple more for you, Mario. Um, tell me, tell me, tell me. Tracy says, you have such an impressive background with projects that you've worked on your career. Are there any other, and I think you've alluded to them a little bit. Are there any other projects that you would want to work on that you have not yet had the opportunity oh. that you're waiting for the time and place? You ask that to any director, any writer. <laughs> I've got dozens of great stuff. They, they, they don't want to give me the money for them. Of course, yes, yes. I am now I am now living in Malta, as I said, um, and Malta has one of the best rebates that oh. exist in the world. We basically it's not a tax rebate. Basically, our system is: you come to Malta, you spend a hundred dollars in Malta, we give you forty of that back. Forty wow. percent of, of of whatever you spend in Malta, we give it to you back. Yeah, Game because of Thrones did very well in season one. Yes, yeah. and and and. Uh, 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 Gladiator 2 did extremely well. Millions and millions and millions of dollars that are going to be given back to them uh, for for, uh, number one was shot here, number two is also shot here. Uh, So um, now it's time for Malta to start telling its own stories because now we've, so far, we've only been a service industry. So now we're looking for opportunities of, uh, with, with two or three of our stories where um, we can produce movies oh. uh, with 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 this rebate plus plus grants from the Arts Council and grants from the Water Film Commission. So basically, a five million dollar movie uh, becomes something like two point eight uh, uh, when all is said and done. You know, uh, so that's where we. But we don't want just to service movies. We want to have our own scripts in co-production with, uh, with Canada mostly. We've done, I've already done three movies with Canada in co-production and uh, they did very well. So, um, Well, like you say, you're standing on so much history. I mean, oh. I, I went there and I came away and people were like, what, what was it like? I'm like, well, A, Malta is a windy rock in the ocean and two, it is, it is one of the most beautiful places on earth that I have ever seen. And I mean, I... I can't, anyone within the sound of my voice, go visit. You will be blown away by yes. the culture, yeah, the food, the the architecture was amazing. Yes, yes, yes. As I was telling you, you know, I mean, if you want to, to develop a land in Malta, it's always a big risk because once you start digging, you're going to find something. And if you find something, then the historical department is going to come and say, oh, you can't touch this land because yeah. we've, we're going to take five years to see what's underneath. And they keep discovering stuff. Yeah. They keep discovering. In Turkey, uh, two weeks ago, they discovered this huge, enormous mosaic um, that is so beautiful, so beautiful, uh, a Roman mosaic in Turkey. And again, it was a, a field that was uh, worked for hundreds of years, and the owner, the family, decided to sell it. To, to, and once they started to dig, they find it. And they lost the land because they can't touch it. So wow. this is what happens in Malta, you know. Wow. So don't it. open a gift horse's mouth. Exactly. Because I mean you've You'll got find gold and they'll take it from you. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's uh, every old house here has its mysteries and treasures, you know. Yeah. I mean the whole of Valletta, I don't know. I mean you went to Valletta, of course, if you were yes. here. Yes. Uh, underneath Valletta, it's a, it's a whole other city. Wow. The house of, of interconnecting um, um, underground uh, rooms and 
It's 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 huge. It's huge. Wow. No, and you know, it's 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 everyone's cultural heritage. You know, yes, I it, mean, if you come across has, something, you need it needs to be shared. So. Per capita, Malta and per square foot, Malta has the most um, um, United Nations uh, uh, international heritage sites. Wow. Than the, the whole world, you know. I mean, when you consider this, the the size of the island per capita, yeah, it's it, the number is big. Yeah, the most in, in terms of uh, in terms of any uh, EU uh, country, it's it's got the most people living on it, you know, per square yes, yes. Um, kilometer. Yeah. It's just, oh man, I yes. Game much. of Thrones. I saw season one. And it's like okay, I'm going there. So yes, yes. last question for you. Um, uh, Philippe wanted to know. Um, would you come back and direct uh, once MGM and Amazon get their crap together and figure out what next Stargate they're going to do? Would you be willing to come back and direct some of it? When can I pack? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Of course. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, the, the problem would be uh, when, because uh, right. it's, the next five years are chock full already. So... Uh, it's um, it's it's always that you know, but hey, listen. I mean, this is such a great job, man. If, if, uh, if you're if you're lucky enough to be involved, if you're lucky enough to to have people believe in you and uh, and and trust you with lots of money, this is uh, this is the responsibility here is um, is huge because you're not talking uh, you're talking millions of dollars. I don't know how much the the, 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 mm-hmm. the full set cost, but it, it ran into the millions, just the set of Stargate. Mm-hmm. And and that's before you even started. That's just the set, you know, uh, to bring the the, 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 uh, the the wheel up to Vancouver, have it work. And so the whole thing is, 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 is a lot of investment. And you have to respect that. You have to respect the fact, and, and to have people uh, trust you with all that investment to, to and to make it, it's it's quite an honor and uh, quite a privilege. And uh, I wish I knew this when I was younger. I wouldn't have been so arrogant sometimes. <laughs> well, Mario, I mean your 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 career as a director. I, I could go for hours with you on this, but in terms of Stargate, your legacy. Um, the, the fingerprints that you left on the show are so important. And it was just, uh, this has been an honor to sit down and, and talk with you and explore some of the facets of this because um, uh, the show wouldn't have, uh, it wouldn't have turned out exactly as it was without your creative input, you know? And Thank yes, you. it does. It does take the whole group, but I mean, you were steering that ship for, you know, that first episode and you, you set its star. And, you know, I think uh, I think that along with with Brad and Jonathan and all the work that 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 you guys all put into it helped establish a franchise that people are continuing to discover year after year um, and have it's been part of my now life's work to help uh, mine those stories and preserve them for the future. So thank you uh, for this tremendous opportunity. You're very generous in your in your in your uh, expression. Thank you very much. It's, uh, I, I enjoyed it. So uh, uh, I'll end with this. My, whenever I have an argument with my wife, she always reminds me, yeah, but you like your job. So <laughs> don't compare your job to mine. 
because you like it. I don't like my, what I have to do at this show, but, but you like it, so you can't talk. <laughs> that's it's it's of course it's a blessing, it's, and it's room. important it's to count a, your blessings. Yes, yes, I do. I honestly, I do. I do. I do. Thank you very much, guys. It was fantastic talking to you all. Thank you, Mario Azaparty. I appreciate your time, sir. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Be well. Mario Azaparty, director, Stargate SG-1's Children of the Gods, uh, a a number of additional episodes for SG-1 and Atlantis. Uh, You can can check out uh, his uh, Stargate Command uh, Wikipedia page and and see all of his um, uh, specific shows. I would love to have him back next year for um, for season four when we return after the the new year. Just this was a fantastic discussion, and I'm so privileged that he gave us two hours uh, of his time. There's there's a lot to mine there, you know. And I'm I'm glad that we took some tangents into some some different directions with uh, philosophy and with you know alien life and everything else because it all comes together in this massive franchise that they all created my thanks to my moderating team tracy and anthony you, you guys are rock stars anthony he's over in the uk you know i'm sure he's got to get up for work tomorrow morning guys thank you for for moderating this uh this episode uh and thank you all uh for submitting questions uh this was this was a great time my appreciation must also go out to robert c cooper for making this interview uh possible he helped me get in touch with mario and this would not have happened without robert's aid so thank you sir so very much uh, for that as well. Uh, Linda Gate Gabber Fury, my producer, uh, Frederick Marcoux, uh, my webmaster at Concepts Web. Go to dialthegate.com. We've got a number of other episodes heading your way. Michael Adamthwaite's coming this afternoon. Cameron Bright's on Tuesday. And we've got a few more uh, also. I'm just lining up. Uh, I've got some emails to respond to right now. So I am truly blessed for the uh, the attention that the show is continuing to get and, and my fortune for having uh, so many of these amazing talents on to discuss uh i cannot i i have no words so uh my name is david reed for dial the gate and i will see you on the other side dial the gate is hosted and executive produced by david reed the producer is darren sumner co-produced by linda fury the composer is neil acree animations by bryce ors the production assistant is jennifer kirby moderators include summer roy keith homel Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes, at dialthegate.com. <laughs>